You're listening to John Moore on the iHeartRadio Talk Network. Okay, why in heavens would I be playing Engelbert Humperdinck? Because I actually spent 15 minutes with him on the phone yesterday. He was calling me from Quebec City, but he's coming to Toronto. He's going to be playing Roy Thompson Hall this coming Friday, the 18th of November. One of the things I'm very curious about in your career is normally, you know, I guess we could call you a legacy artist, but you'd just be coasting on the early stuff and singing the same stuff for the same audience. You have a tradition of singing original music of collaborating with artists like you know right now bruno mars ed sheeran you have remained plugged in yeah i'm yeah i'm doing okay i'm, doing, I'm really doing okay it's just you know especially at my age you know and I, and I i never think you know my age has anything to do with my business i just carry on doing it and as you know i'm as active on stage as i was before and my voice is uh is up to par, thank God, and uh, uh, I enjoy traveling and I enjoy doing my, my job, and I just want to keep doing it, and I keep recording a lot of new material. As a matter of fact, I just did a song from uh, uh, Barry White, I, and uh, uh, it's called uh, My First, My Last, My Everything, and did, I did it in a country fashion, a sort of a line dancing, and it had a couple of, <laughs> a couple of million views, you know? It's unbelievable uh, uh, the, the the way the social media is going today. You know, you, you don't sell the records, but a lot of people get to see. It, so therefore, you know, this is your way of, uh, of being publicized around the world. Something I'm really interested interested in because of the nature of your career is the power of songwriting. And you have worked with some of the great all-time songwriters from the Gibb family to Paul Anka, as I mentioned, Bruno Mars, Ed Sheeran. So what do you think the, the I don't know, the core or the magic of songwriting is? I have used some great, as, as, as you said, some great songwriters. I mean, let's read in Barry Mason, uh, a couple of writers from England, uh, who... I, I owe them a great deal of, uh, to, to my to my success because they 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 wrote songs like the last waltz, where they secret the bell size, man without love, you know. And for Tom Jones, they wrote Delilah and So Unusual, and Tom Jones and I were a team at one time. But uh, uh, so they they were writing songs consistently for us. And until Barry Mason passed away, I believe he was written somewhere in the region of 94 songs lyrically, you know, for me. And Les Reed had written a a whole bunch more as well, you know. Uh, And and these are the people I've been working with, um, some great, great, great songwriters, like As Such, and Bert Bacharach, and all people like that, you know. Songwriters have a, a, a great deal to do with your success. I, I believe in that anyway, you know, and because I, I believe in good content, good lyric, good lyrical story, people that can can live by, you know, the people who said, oh well, I live by those lyrics, and I, I and that's one of the things that I like about about the kind of songs that I sing. People can relate to them in in many ways. As a matter of fact, there's a song I sing in my show, which I relate to con- uh, uh, unconditionally because. 
uh, it was a song written by Toby Keith, who's a great uh, country writer, and uh, he was playing golf with uh, with uh, Clint Eastwood, and uh, he said to Clint, he said, Clint, I can't believe uh, you're going to be 90 years old or, so, or something like that, and you're still playing golf, you job, you're an actor, you're a great director. He says, how do you do it? And Clint's answer was, I just don't let the old man in. Toby Keith being as smart as he is and a songwriter, he took the title away and he wrote a song called Don't Let the Old Man In and he gave it to him and, and uh, Clint put it in his movie The Mule. Now I heard, I heard that as the credit song on, 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 the, on The Mule and I thought to myself, gosh, those lyrics are the, are the lyrics I live by. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm an aging singer and I, 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 I like those lyrics. So I asked my producer, I said, let's record this song. I said, oh, I'd like it to be part of my, my musical repertoire. And we did, and I put it in my show. I put it in my show, and it's a kind of a cute thing, you know, that I do. Uh, it's uh, tongue-in-cheek. Okay, so perhaps this is a foolish question to ask an artist, but you mentioned your age, and if you wanted to, I don't think you need the money. So what keeps drawing you back to the stage? I just love what I do on stage, you know, and I, 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 I'll be honest with you, John, I, I, I got nothing else to live for except my work, you know, and, and, and that's what I want to do. I want to continue doing it until God calls me. And I, I have an amazing following, you know, and not just all over the world. It's just an amazing, amazing following. And I try to keep in touch with them as much as I can on social media. In preparing for our conversation today, I did so much reading, and there seems to be this incredible preoccupation with trying to figure out what your place in being a singer is. And by that, I mean whether you are a crooner, a pop star, uh, a chansonnier. How do you characterize how you sing? I, I'll be honest with you, John. I, I don't know if people know about crooning, but Crooning has, uh, I, I, I don't mind crooners, I think they're a very, very popular style of singing, uh, but crooners don't have the range of a contemporary singer, or uh, a has a range of about one and a half octaves, I have a three and a half octave range. I find a lot of people who are legendary performers are very insistent about their you know their accomplishments and this is why i am famous this is my monumental contribution to the world of music or something else there is just something about your career where you have made your way without ever trying to stick it in somebody's face yeah i think i i think i've been guided at the beginning of my career uh, i think i when i stamp my style of, of singing when I was, when Gordon Mills was my manager, there was a stable. There was Gilbert O'Sullivan, Tom Jones, and myself. And we all you know, were categorized in different forms. You know, Gilbert had this folk style of singing, and, and Tom was the rock and roller, and I was the romantic singer, you know. And so that sort of sent my sound. So when my first song came along, like Release Me, which was, which was a country song, but we changed it, it was, went pop. It stamped my style, and that was it, you know, from, from Releasley, which stopped the Beatles from having their 13th number one. <laughs> yes. And, and the Guinness Book of Records, and 
56 weeks in the charts and then I followed it up with a great song like the, the Last Waltz, which is which probably was played in every dance hall around the world. You know, this is this is something that every singer, I mean, will break their neck to get hold of. You know, I happen to be fortunate enough to get a song that did that. And then along came all these other songs. Am I that easy to forget? That was my everything. The way it used to be. And Pondo and Spanish Eyes and, and on and on and on. And it, and it just had a relentless thing. And I had 75 platinums and 23, no, 75 gold and 23 platinum. Ten years ago when we took count, it was about 150 million around the world. It's an amazing, amazing career. And... And I'm truly, truly pleased with how things went, you know. And I, I'm, I'm, I, when I pinch myself when I say, man, I can't believe all this has happened to me. It's with, it's with rather than surprise, rather than surety, you know, that it's all happened. Thank you so much for this. What a pleasure. Thank you, John. Thank you very much. And nice talking with you.